0: been looking for you. Yeah, you. You listening to this. How does it feel to be that handsome? How does it feel to be that beautiful, ladies? Gentlemen, you know. You know you're an awesome person. Ladies and gentlemen, the both of you. If you're listening to this, I want you to do something for me. Go ahead. Reach back. Give yourself a little pat on the back. A little pat, pat. Give yourself a smile, look in the mirror, and look long into the mirror. Look in your eyes. Get some good eye contact in there. Look at that person. You see that person smiling back at you? That's you. You handsome devil. You beautiful young lady. I have an interesting topic I wanted to talk to you about today. About the future of our species about our past experience, about the system in which we grow and learn on a daily basis. Let me start off with this. The status of life in nature is the standing problem of philosophy and of science. Indeed, it is the central meeting point of all the strains of systematic thought, humanistic, naturalistic, philosophic. The very meaning of life is in doubt. When we understand it, we shall also understand its status in the world. But its essence and its status are alike baffling. That is a mouthful of words, isn't it? I feel as if today, I feel as if in our lifetime. And probably I think it's safe to say that people in the future will feel the same way as the people in the past. We are always changing. We are always evolving. What we see today is but a small slice of what is possible for us to see. And in this time of crisis... In this time of chaos, we are beginning to expand our understanding of what is possible. I believe that we are beginning to better understand the relationship between experience and systemization. Did I say that right? System systemization, everything as a system. Some people see the earth as a closed system. Some people see a school system, society as a system, education as a system, evolution as a system, the climate as a system. I guess that's one way to look I guess that is a one way to interpret things on a grand scale. However, on an individual scale, I believe it is better described as experience. You can read a book, take a class, and understand, or at least begin to understand how the system works. However, until you have the experience, you will never truly understand it. Like a horse and carriage, or love and marriage, systems and experience are two sides of the same coin. I feel that your individual contribution to this world is to create a system of experience. Does that kind of make sense? So my name's George. Think about think about it this way though. You can use your own name for this. I am a being having the George Monty experience. Maybe you are someone having the Jennifer Nicholson experiments or the Moana experience. Maybe we're the same organism just choosing to have a different human experience. It seems to me that we are all the same organism looking at ourselves from a different point of view. It's like this grand puzzle, this grand game in which we, are, we have split our consciousness in order to better understand who we are. It seems to me that if we could all operate from that level, if we could all operate from the understanding that we're one organism, if we could all operate from the understanding that we're all part of this giant organism, And that while you're having your personal experience, you should not want to have the experience. That's not right. You should understand that the experience you're having now is an experience you must have. And that this too shall pass. It's not a permanent experience. I had a amazing dream that and it was so lifelike, it was so real, it was so visceral. And the dream was something like this, like I I was able to see my life play out before me like a thousand times and each one of those thousands I was able to control variables for instance what would my life have been like if my son were not to have died what would my life be like if my parents had never got divorced what would my life be like if I had done this what would my life be like if I had done that And it was so odd the way it began. At first it was like an alien experience of seeing myself from a third person point of view. And it was both instantaneous as well as time consuming. It was as if I could experience time rapidly increasing and frozen simultaneously. Additionally, I would see it from a third-person point of view. I could choose to see my life through my eyes as it played out, or I could, as well as I could, see it from a third-person point of view. It was as if I was omnipresent, and I could see from both angles. And as the dream progressed the lives I decided to live played out more rapidly, like a computer at first learning to play the game slow, and then as it became more familiar, radically speeding up. I felt as if for a moment. A moment that seemed like an eternity. I was part of the organism as a whole. I was part of everybody as a whole. I was a part of my future, I was a part of my past, and I was a part of the present. It was a fascinating experience. I know it's, it. It sounds as if it's something out of a sci-fi movie, almost. And I think as soon as I can better describe the experience, I think that there's a component of language that will vastly change the way we think about time. We're so close. I feel like the thin membrane that is. Covered, our idea of existence is about to be ripped wide open. I talked to a, I had an awesome, uh, kind of a conversation with someone that was watching a, watching one of my videos on my YouTube channel as well as a podcast, and they had mentioned this breakdown. If you're out there, Elk, thank you. was really well put, and I it helped me to better understand a perception, my perception of what is happening. Let me paraphrase a little bit of, of what Elk had told me. You are at the edge of a mirror and you are every every person you see is on the outside and everything you see all the other people you see is like looking through the mirror and all the problems they have all the beauty they have those are all there anybody that you see that comes into your life is a vision of yourself, a manifestation of beauty and or issues that you either need to resolve or that you need to embrace. Every person that comes into your life is is an answer, a solution, as well as a riddle, and as well as a path. Everyone has heard the idea that you have something to learn from everyone. I would like to add to that you have something to learn from everyone that comes into your life. And what I would like to add is that everyone who comes into your life is a different version of you. If you can wrap your head around that I think it helps to flesh out the idea that we are one. I promise if you just take a few moments to really connect with, like the next person that talks to you, the next person that comes in your life, just take a few minutes to look into that person's eyes and see how much they're like you. It, It won't take long. You can see yourself in everyone. And once you begin to do that, once you begin to see yourself in everyone, you will f- better understand how to communicate. You will better understand what it is you need to take care of in your life. That's where the image imagery of the mirror comes in. You are standing at the edge of the mirror. On the inside, looking out. And everyone you see is the mirror image of you. It's a beautiful concept of Looking at life there's so much that goes with it too like you know the way the the way that our eyes work is everything is inverted and then it gets it goes through the lens of your eye and is projected into through your ocular nerve and projected into your brain where it gets inverted back to how it should be. Doesn't that kind of seem like a mirror? You know, when you look in a mirror, everything is flipped. This existence that we are living is more fantastic, more amazing than we could ever imagine. More beautiful than we can imagine. And so moving back towards the idea of system versus experience. I want to give you an example out of my life that, and maybe maybe this is out of your life as well, maybe you can find something in there. I think this is something universal that everyone can find an example of. First I'll give you an example out of my life, and then I'll try to broaden it out to an example for the world so in my life as a i got a i'm a ups driver and i drive this route i drive I've driven hundreds of routes so there's this technology now it used to be that you would learn to drive the route and you would have to develop your own systematic way of doing it everyone would do it a little bit different that was 20 years ago you go out you find a way to get it done effective and efficiently. And and I would do it different than the other guy would do it versus the way the other guy would do it. There would be a little bit of similarity in the way we would do it. However, it was more like drawing freehand than drawing with a stencil. Fast forward 20 years, now we have an algorithm that traces the way I do it and then traces away another guy would do it, and traces away another guy would do it. And those traces go to a guy in IT where he will take a program, and he will try to fine-tune it and take the best out of those traces and then just create a map, a digital map that can now be like a set of directions for someone to follow. Does that kind of make sense? So now instead of, if a new guy came in, he would not have to go and have the experience of, oh my gosh, I don't know where to go, I don't know how to do this. He would just look at this map, this digital map, that would show him exactly how to do it. And this digital map is made of imagery as well as having sound behind it. So it's using multiple parts of the senses in order to get you to have the experience does that make sense it's a system designed to help streamline the experience much like children go to school and then go to college to learn about a profession So those kids will go to school and they will learn a system. They will read books. They will listen to lectures. They will learn a system to teach them about the experience. You with me so far? And that's what the majority of the world is doing. That's what our culture is doing. Our culture has become systematized in order for people to have an experience that has proven successful. But that's a huge problem, and that's why we are where we are now. The system works until it doesn't. And it stops working when there's no novelty. It stops working when we decide that we can't have any change. It stops working when we, as a community, fear change. It stops working when we, as people, as a community, and as individuals, are not willing to accept any kind of failure. When we begin seeing failure as something to be avoided instead of something to be embraced. And at a certain point in time, there is no more experience. There's only a system. And that's where we are right now. You see, it seems to me that the area we're going wrong in is this grand idea of big tech and this grand idea of Silicon Valley and the future as completely automated and, okay, we're going to have all this and we're going to... Everyone is... Everyone is just going to... Going to just not have a job and not have to do anything. Like... I guess I'm kind of torn there. Cuz maybe what we're seeing is the I think things got so good, at least in the at least in the first world, things were so good. They were so profitable. Even though there's so much pain and suffering out there, you know th- there was a lot of good. And that It was the system. There was all these things you could do. The system set up firefighters. The system set up teachers. The system set up unions. The system set up politicians. The system set up truck drivers. The system set up programmers. The system set up teachers. The system set up students. The system has set up all these things. And so we stopped creating. We stopped evolving. And then we stopped learning. We got stagnant. And now we got chaos. And I think that this is a beautiful time, an opportunity to embrace novelty. It's a phenomenal time for you listening to this to reinvent a new experience. A beautiful time for you to have an experience outside the system. And I I think a good definition of that, I think we should define an experience outside the system as freedom. You see, we think we've had all this freedom. We think that we are the land of the free and the home of the brave. And to a degree, those are just words that were ingrained into you in a system. Get up, say the Pledge of Allegiance, sit back down, listen to your teacher, boop, there's the bell, go to the next class, boop, go to the next thing, boop. You know, the system we have was a lot like Pavlovian dogs training us to salivate at the sound of a whistle. Only we salivate at the color of money. It's amazing right now. Like it's It's such a beautiful time to be alive right now. You have freedom now. You have time now. There are no real laws governing what's happening. They're more like guidelines. People who are a slave to the system want you to stay in your house because they are afraid of what you can do. They're afraid of losing control. They are afraid of the system breaking down. We should be embracing the breakdown of the system. This is what we deserve. This is what we worked for. This is our opportunity to shape the future. And yet so many people are being victims of a crashing system instead of embracing the experience that is their birthright. Does that make sense? If you think about it from that perspective... It will fundamentally shift the way in which you see the world. And it's infectious. It's infectious. The vision, an alien religion, the language of the stars, ecstasy, agony. An infection of the mind. Tension is thought. Thought is tension. We are pioneers creating a new system of experience. Today is the first day of your new experience. That's what I got for you right now. If you get a chance, take a look at a term called linguistic determinism. Look into the Sapir-Whorf theory. Change your language, change your life. I love you. Aloha. Aloha everyone.